A Word for Your Soul podcast is a weekly conversation highlighting pivotal topics that address being in relationship with God. This podcast is an authentic and transparent heart-to-heart that aims to speak to our mind, will, and emotions. Relationship with God is the vehicle in which we are able to truly experience Christ. And I'm your host, Pernisa, a.k.a. Pern. Welcome, if this is your first time here, and welcome back if you are a returning listener. Look, I gotta just say thank you all for showing up and for listening. I've gotten some good feedback on the last few episodes, and I just want to say that this has really been um, a test of my faith, showing up in this space, sharing my faith on this type of level. Um, And so I just want to say thank you all for showing up and I really pray that this is encouraging you guys and that it is helping you on your journey with Christ being in relationship with him. And so let's get right into this week's episode, episode five, which is about trials and tribulations. So listen. Trials and tribulations are the challenges we are forced to endure to test our strength and fortitude slash endurance. In James 1, 2-3, the, the New Living Translation version says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. And your endurance is the power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving up. And y'all, from my experience, like faith that is tested becomes genuine faith. Like you can say you trust God and believe until you're faced with a challenge that requires you to actually act on what you say you believe. Just like people could say they love you and they're going to be there to support you until it all goes down and you see if they really about what they say they're about. And I'm going to be honest, y'all, like the challenges I've been forced to endure these past few seasons has literally felt like I am on fire and no one will turn down the heat. So when my heavenly daddy was like, we talk about trials and tribulations, I knew I could count on some some encouragement and wisdom to speak, not just to you all, but to my personal situations. And he highlighted the encounter of Shirak, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel 3. I call them the three homies that was in the fire. And so I'll just give a short version of what happens in that text, just for context purposes. And also for those who just never read this, um, never read this encounter in Daniel three. So boom, what happens is the three homies, they are under King Nebuchadnezzar and he issues an order that whenever the people hear a specific sound at any point in the day, all the people, whatever race, nation or language must bow to the ground and worship this gold statue that he's built. Or 
If they choose not to, they will get thrown into a blazing burn, burning um, furnace. And so, listen, Psalms 81.9 says, Let there be no strange God among you, nor shall you worship any foreign God. Deuteronomy 5.7 says, You shall have no other gods before me. And literally, Exodus 23 says the same exact thing as Deuteronomy. You shall have no other gods before me. It is safe to say that the God that we serve is pretty clear on serving other gods being a no-no. So knowing that these three homies serve the same God that we serve and they are abiding by the laws of which God said to serve no other God. But it's not just a law for them. It's a heart's position for them. So keeping all that in mind, let's get back to the order of King Nebuchadnezzar. So then um, the three homies decides to refuse to bow down at the sound of um, these instruments, the sound, at the sound of the instruments. They decide like, nah, that like I just said, I don't worship no other God, but the God that I serve. That was their heart's position. And so people see them. Someone snitches and the king is furious. He sends for them, he confronts them, saying that he'll give them one more chance to bow down and worship the statue that he's made. And when they hear the sound of the musical instruments, you know, bow down and worship. And listen, if you refuse, you'll be thrown into the blazing furnace. And then he says, what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Right. To which they respond like, listen, we don't even need to defend ourselves before you. If we're thrown into the burden furnace, okay, the God whom I serve is able to save me and he will rescue us from your power. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your God or worship the gold statue that you have set up. And listen, y'all, it's that part. It is that part. That God began highlighting to me, it's not about the focus just on how your endurance is being tested. Because at this point in life, you know that there will be many trials and tribulations. And in this life, in fact, that's literally the word of God. Like he literally says that there will be trials and tribulations. But you have already endured many, Pernisa. You have already endured many, family. And you've come out on the other side. I mean, like, let's keep it 100. How many times have you actually seen God rescue you for real, for real? Like, you didn't know how you were going to get out of something, pay for something, get something. And somehow you did. Like, I want you to really sit and think about how many times. Because at this point, personally, I'm past counting on two hands when I look back over entirely my whole life. And I, honestly, I got to say to God be the glory for that. But God said, now that you know that, you know, I'm going to come through. Why every time I test you, you don't be responding as if I am who I say that I am. And he said, that's what I'm testing now. I want to focus your attention, your attention to how you respond 
while you're in the thick of it. Not after I've done the thing. It's easy to love someone when they have already done the things you want them to do. But will your heart position remain the same? Will you still trust me, love me, believe in me when I haven't done the thing? Or even if the way I rescue you is not the way you had in mind. Because God has come through and given me the very thing I wanted plenty of times. But what about the times that he come through and the thing that I want, he closes the door on or that it doesn't come in the way I thought it was supposed to? What will my heart position be? What will your heart's position be? And if I could be honest, so many times my heart's position has been one of like a spoiled brat. Like, God, you gave me the money I needed, but you didn't give me as much as I thought I was going to have. You gave me a new apartment, but it wasn't the one with the other luxury amenities. Instead, you gave me the one behind it. Or I could be believing and I'm trusting in God. But as soon as any challenge come, that trust goes out the window and I'm trying to finagle something to work it out in my own strength. Like the three homies heart position was one that was first humble unmovable, unwavering, and steadfast because it was set on no matter what. I'm not bowing to no other God. Even if he don't save me from this trial the way I think he should save me. And I don't even need to defend myself. And can we also just put a pin in, I don't even need to defend myself. When we defend ourselves, we're resisting an attack made on us to protect us from harm. When I sat with that, I got that I don't even have to resist. I don't even have to protect myself from what I'm going through. If I have already resolved in my heart long before the trial came, that I'm not bowing to it. I'm going to believe God can and will rescue me. I'm going to shift my focus on Jesus, drawing even more closer to him while he walks me through this and gets me to the other side of this. That's the heart's position where my heart needs to be. And my friends, that is the shift Not just enduring the trials and saying you believed God after you get the thing or make it to the other side. But will your heart's position remain steadfast? Will you continue to trust him beginning to end or will you be flip floppy? You know, like, let's really think about it. Have you ever went through like a challenge with a significant other or with anyone and the whole time they were hot and cold or one minute saying one thing and then doing another? Like it literally makes the relationship so chaotic and rocky. And the Lord's showing me that in me and his relationship, in y'all relationship, It doesn't have to be shaken every time we encounter hardships and our responses shouldn't be anything less than one that is completely dependent and focused on him, knowing that however he decides to rescue us, it is for his good and our good. 
because he knows the ending to the beginning and he is the author and the finisher of our faith, period. And y'all, my mother-in-law always says a test failed will be a test revisit. And if that ain't the truth, I don't know what is because I've been going through and this is the first time since going through all of the trials and tribulations that I've been facing that I've sat in his presence for one to even receive the word on this particular situation. Because honestly, instead of drawing near to Jesus, I've been drawing near to the things of this world. And I'm going to just keep that there because he's dealing with me on that. But um, um, so back to the story, though, um, the how it ends, spoiler alert is in the most miraculous way, God does rescues them. And in the fire, when they come out, not a hair on their head is out of place. And the Bible says that they don't even smell like smoke. Now keep in mind, everyone is watching this miraculous thing happen. And the king ends up saying, there is no other God who can rescue like this. And thinking about him just saying that reminded me that the cherry on top of all of this is when we go through trials and tribulations of this life and we come out on the other side, not looking or smelling anything like what we've been through. We get the opportunity to show others who are in need of a God like the one we serve, that there is no other God who can rescue like this period. And y'all, this episode might seem super short, but when I tell y'all, I literally tried to record this so many times this week. And the Lord was just really like, look, forget everything else that you pinpointed and you wrote because I literally had a whole different other things to say about this topic and I had to get to a heart's position that was like you know what I, I'll erase everything I'll erase everything and I will re-record to say whatever it is that you want to say and not only that he wanted me to say you know, these things to you, but he wanted to highlight to me the true positioning of my heart. And so, you know, honestly, guys, just taking an account, like I said before, it really could be the fact that maybe you just not in his presence to hear whatever it is that he's saying. Just as I wasn't in a place to hear what he was saying because I was drawing near to the things of the world more than I was to Jesus. And so, yes, so this week he's going to be dealing with me and my heart's positioning as I face these trials and tribulations. I sure enough will think twice 
before um, responding the way in which I naturally respond. Because it comes a point in your relationship where, you know, you you got to just throw out the old things that just that don't work no more. We've matured past that in our relationship. And now I need you to respond in such a way that you believe from the rip that it is what it is. I'm going to show up the way that I'm going to show up. I'm going to rescue you. It's you're going to make it on the other side. But I need you to not be responding like you're a chicken with your head cut off as soon as a challenge rises. So that's the word for today. Um, I hope that encourages somebody. (laughs) And again, I want to just say thank you guys for showing up. See you in the next episode. Peace.